Hello, I am your host, Teresa Lundy, and welcome to The Business Corner. On this show, we discuss leadership, economic development, finance, and business topics. Today, I will be speaking with Scott Merkin, President and Executive Producer at ESM Productions. ESM Productions produces some of the most high-profile events in the country, including Made in America Festival and some of the most memorable events at the White House. Hello, and welcome back to The Business Corner. I'm here with Scott Merkin, President and CEO of ESM Productions. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Happy to be here, Teresa. Thanks for having me. So I am in awe of what ESM Production does. Tell the listening audience what ESM Production is. So ESM Productions, we're a live event and media production company. Um, We were founded right here in the city of Philadelphia. We're in the middle of our 27th year in business. And so um, there are lots of events that we've done that have touched many people, millions of people. Um, A couple of those examples would be when the Pope was here in 2015. Uh, I served as the executive producer of that event. Uh, When the Phillies uh, won the World Series in 2008, we produced the parade and the celebration. We've been a part of many of the celebrations, including the 4th of July, um, one of the creators of the Made in America Festival, and also done over the years about 25 presidential visits and uh, events for some of the larger corporations in the region like Comcast and others. And so what we really do, in a, in a nutshell, uh, we create live experiences for an audience that also in many instances is either entertaining or provides important information, uh, whether it be about a, a, a business initiative, a public official making an address, uh, those kinds of things. And also, um, for the last 27 years, those events, many of them, more than 75% of those events, are covered by the media. So when you see it on TV, the coverage of the events that happen in the region and the city that I described, um, you're seeing our work covered on the media and the news and newspapers and, of course, recently online. I love that. So 27 years in business, there has been multiple experiences and celebrations. I'm always interested, especially talking to CEOs about the obstacles, right? It's been 27 years, right? Um, I think the milestones is, you know, the the fives, the 20s, but you're almost about to hit 30. Talk, talk about a little bit some of those obstacles and how you overcame them with your company. So <clears throat> it's interesting because um, the obstacles, which I sometimes, I call them speed bumps or maybe even guardrails. Love that. Um are always there, mm-hmm. right? And so um, in the in the beginning of the company in 1996, like any company that would start today, there's a balance of um, capability and keeping the organ, you know, and starting an organization, right? Yeah. So um, what that what that means and meant early on was. I couldn't do two events in one day. Mm-hmm. So if I had two clients that wanted the same thing on one day, I would have trouble. Yeah. Um, so that's an early obstacle that we um, were lucky maybe the first couple of years where there was enough distance between days of events 
and and um, as we matured and became a little larger and began to do more, um, we built that capacity early on to make sure that we were, you know, by the time we were five years in business, we were able to do two events at once. So those capacity or obstacles, um, the biggest challenge every day, and it's still our challenge every single day, is um, provide the high quality service to the customer. Yeah. That there's, and every, one of the things I try to do is every single day with every client, whether we've had them for 27 years or 27 minutes, continue to earn their business with everything you do and every effort you make. And um, retention, repeat business is the key to success. So every opportunity to talk to a client, even if the exact project doesn't work out, I always, I always think is, is, uh, an opportunity to further inform the client, right? A sales call. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a a, a, an R, a lost opportunity or an RFP you didn't quite get is the best. You couldn't get that type of sales call if you knocked on their door for a year straight. Yeah. And that brings me to the next question of how important it is for your in-house team to really, you know, be a part of the project, understand the project, and really execute those high-level events. It's usually important. It's it is about a team, um, and you know, we've always had a, a, a culture at ESM uh, to collaborate, sit around a table. Um, when I'm in the office here in Philadelphia, every morning um, I go. Most most of my colleagues all sit in a, in the same spot in in the core of the office where they're really with, with each other all day, working together all day. And the first thing I do in the morning is is grab a cup of coffee and go sit in their area, and we just talk about we talk about some sometimes it's personal stuff, sometimes it's collaborative. What are we do, What are we doing? But it always gets down to the plans of the day. And I I believe that in our industry, which is a creative industry and a very dynamic, fast paced industry, um, in house team by the term or the definition. In the, in the same space, physically, working on these events, pre-planning, co- collaborating, creating is super important. And um, I've been able, over the last 27 years, build a team that uh, I'm surrounded by very smart and talented people. And they're all better at what they do every day than I am at what they do every day. I love that. And honestly, those are the type of um, relationships and partnerships that matter when we think about leadership. And, you know, I know, well, most people know that your company is a partner with Rock Nation. How did that leadership and and partnership conversation even come about? So um, we just celebrated our seventh year um, at being a, a, a Rock Nation company. Um, which, which, what that really means is that Rock Nation uh, is is part of the ownership group of ESM Productions, along with myself and Jenny Wu, the two original co-founders. Um, what we do as a company has enhanced our our footprint has grown, um, our scope and breadth of the things that we do has has um, has grown uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm. And it's been an amazing uh, experience. And 
Um, people make all sorts of terms up about M&A and all of those things. My favorite term, and I don't know if I made this up or not, but it was an entrance strategy, mm-hmm. nothing else. Some people say exit. No, it was entrance. And uh, the leadership at, at, at Rock Nation and the vision of Rock Nation is one of accountability for everyone. It's all about rowing, literally rowing in the same direction, being transparent with each other, and being accountable for solving the problems. We're there to solve problems and and make things great. Greatness is a process, to quote Mr. Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way to do that is check your ego at the door, and everybody rolls their sleeves up and rows in the same direction and is accountable for their piece of whatever the project is. And we often collaborate alongside our colleagues at Rock on many projects where there's maybe seven or eight people from 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 the Rock team and four or five from ESM and maybe others from other uh, companies, whether it's the publicity or other things, other artists or, or participants. And we all have our piece of the puzzle that's that's serving the mission of of whatever the event is and accountability and real hands-on leadership um which which there's a lot less delegation in that than when one might think meets the eye so in business you do agree that it is important to maintain and build upon those relationships relationships built ESM productions, no question. Um, The first thing, the first business transaction that ESM productions made after we incorporated in 1996 was uh, we went, you know, back in those days you go and you get paper, temporary checks and a bank account, all those Mm -hmm. things. The first check that ESM productions wrote outbound which, by the way, always happens before there's any inbound, um, was to be a member of the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce because that was the place that I'd already recognized you could foster relationships and plant seeds for relationships. And I did exactly that every day. I still do it. I'm on the board of the chamber. I've been serving on that board for 25 years. It's all about relationships. Now I try to make sure that I can introduce the 25-year-later version of me <laughs> to as many people as possible yeah. because that's what I was able to benefit from. And relationships, people do business with people that they like. Mm-hmm. That That is always the key, and I don't think that will ever change. The personal in-person connections that are forged with relationships that, in my experience, are built on integrity, honesty, Great product, great service. People want to refer you. People want to do business with you. And I have relationships that are 30 plus years based on meeting someone for the first time and exchanging their business card all those years ago and and are are still great friends and we do business with each other. I love that. And one, I'm a product of that. You know, I now sit on the board of the Chamber of Commerce of Greater Philadelphia and I think that paying it forward mindset is essentially how we introduce the next generation into business, into making great relationships. Tell me about your paying it forward method. So it doesn't necessarily, you know, 
maybe come in the form of business, but it may come in a sense of performance, like a good deed. And I think that's important, especially when we talk about the business culture, right? Paying it forward has to be a component of it. I'm a strong believer of it. So have you paid it forward? And if you did, tell us about that story. I I, I think it's a, um, I, I believe I am versus have because I'm not done, Good. right? Um, and so what I, what I try to do, and I've been doing this as long as the community has seen the value in it, which has been for probably the last maybe 10, 15 years at least. Uh, anyone who I meet, I make the offer to see what I can do to help that person in introductions, et cetera. Um, but also I get pretty regularly uh, contacted by folks maybe you know early in their careers, many students, um, uh, folks just of all walks, if someone's made the effort to reach out to me, I will make the time. It may take a little while. I will make the time and I will meet with folks for probably 20, 30 minutes and try to, and try to make an action item, right? That I can perhaps help make an introduction. Um, I also, I, I feel like one of the most valuable things I can offer, and this maybe is to more students and people early in their career, um, We've all had that feeling, right? I guess it's part of the what they sometimes call imposter syndrome, where you don't want to come across to not not know what everyone thinks you should know. Yeah. So whether it be a young person early in their career, or whether it be a student or anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who thinks I have experience that they would like to learn from, I try to start that meeting with: don't be afraid to ask the questions that are in your mind that you that you're. Your, half your mind is screaming at you, don't ask that, ask it, ask anything. And for the most part, I'll answer anything. Um, there's no reason to have a veil or a curtain or some sort of barrier to entry, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's, a, that's, that's not a productive technique. So I do try to pay it forward, and I do, um, by being accessible and, and trying to connect people with opportunities and I've participated in a, uh, a program with the Greater Philadelphia Chamber called the CEO Access Network mm-hmm. for 12 years. So there's been 12 relationships where they, it, I wouldn't call it a mentor-mentee because it's more of a partnership, but where smaller, earlier stage, <clears throat> excuse me, minority and, and or female-owned firms or diverse firms of, any, of all sorts, um, get connected with more larger established CEOs and we meet it's sort of on our own to meet, but we meet, you know, usually four to six times a year. We talk to each other a lot. We share and exchange information. I've done that 12 times. Plus, um, as you had mentioned earlier, um, because you reached out, right? Yeah. So that you're living proof of the access that I've been able to provide and I'm, I'm happy to do so. I love that. And, you know, here at TML Communications, we love you too. Thanks. So I need you to end on a very cool story. So you've worked on thousands of projects from the White House to prison reform, to job fairs, to the Pope. 
Give me a cool story that you've worked on, you were passionate about, and you saw the results. One of my favorite stories, I, I love, I, I, by the way, I consider myself in, in my job um, chief audience advocate. Okay. Right? So when the Pope was here, we had a million people basically outside watching these events. Those million people had one representative to a degree about the experience, what it was going to be like for them um, solely from an audience experience perspective. All the other partners around the table were very, very important from security, public safety, transportation, all that fed into the experience. But my job was to create the experience mm -hmm. that they were coming to see, right? Executed I mean, a bunch of people visions. I'm not trying to take credit for the whole thing. I feel like I was on the other side of a miracle for somebody. So it was the day of the papal mass early in the morning. Uh, there were already hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people standing outside. And I, and I, do this all the time. I tuck my credential mm -hmm. into my hoodie, which I'm sure I was wearing. And I wanted to experience what the crowd was experiencing. And I walked up to a, what we would call a pinch point in the barricade. And it was just didn't feel right. It felt very confining. So I got on my radio and I, I asked for some of the security, which was state police, secret service. We came out, we took a look at it and they had a solution. That solution was to open up this barricade. Mm -hmm. One of the officers came to me and he goes, you know, as soon as we move that barricade, Scott, that family over there is now in a spot where they can't stand, right? This was a family that was, I believe uh, Spanish was their first language, and I'm not sure. They, I could tell they were looking at us and trying to figure out what we were talking about. Yeah. And as and they could read our body language. And as they were reading our body language and seeing these agents say, you know, doing the whole, these people are going to have to move, they could start to see it. And they were like, we've been out here all night. They started to cry. They were like, oh, my God, we were out here waiting for the Pope, and now they're going to make us move. Well, I had in my back pocket tickets for, like, 50 feet away from the Pope. Oh, wow. Right? We were a quarter mile away from the stage yeah. when this incident happened. Yeah. So, and I had a Spanish-speaking colleague standing right next to me. And I said, tell these people they have to move. But before they start to cry, give them these, like, put them in a golf cart and bring them up to row four or something that it was. Yeah. So they went home. They had to have gone home been like, that was a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's one of my favorite stories of all time in my I career. I love that. I love that. Taking the initiative and, and making it plain. Um, I thank you so much for joining. Been a pleasure. The Business Corner. It is a place where CEOs like yourself come to express themselves Tell us about your journey and then tell us about how we can do better as a business community. So I, I appreciate you for that. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Thank you for tuning into the Business Corner. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. For more episodes, please visit our website at tmlcommunications.com or on our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash tmlcommunications.